Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, we have Nikki Taylor. She is an expert in helping foreigners find properties and purchase properties in Italy. What I think you're going to get a lot from today's episode is really the things that you should be doing as you buy properties in Italy and also avoid doing those pitfalls that you don't want to make in another country. And if you are thinking, what, investing internationally, just trying to invest out of speech? <laughs> well, this episode is for you. You might change your mind quickly. So before we get into Nick's story, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, it's Liz. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that time is running out and you just have three weeks left to get your ticket to InvestorCon 2024, the number one premier conference for women in real estate. It's happening from June 2nd to 4th in Austin, Texas. To learn more and to get your ticket, go to investhercon.com today and use the code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. That's investhercon.com promo code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where our passion is to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. Right on, Justin? Week in and week out, we do that. Mm-hmm. And day two. <laughs> Fine. We're so excited to be joined by Nikki uh, Taylor for this week. Uh, Nikki, thanks so much for being on. We're really, really excited here to jump into your story and talking about investing in Italy. I am 100% Italian, so I cannot wait for this episode. Liar, <laughs> you were born in the U.S. Why are you saying you're 100% Italian? Well, from a from a heritage perspective, from a cultural perspective. Yes, I am 100% American. Now, third generation. Third generation. Yeah. So let's start, let's start from there. And you're Sicilian. Your dad's Sicilian. He told well, I'm half Italian and half Sicilian. There you go. So, we can start. Now, so now we can start. <laughs> now we get started. But yes, I am American. But I, I am so excited about today's episode. And Nikki, as we jump in, what lesson has taken you the longest to learn uh, along your journey? Wow. Along my journey since being here in Italy or along my journey in general in this industry? In this industry. That's a very interesting question because I don't know what real estate is like in the States, but real estate in Italy is very, very, very different. So I would say that 
the longest lesson for me is to know that to not trust everyone that you meet and make keep your cards to your to your chest a lot of the time i'm quite an open person and i like to share and sometimes it's better just to keep things to yourself and uh until people you get to know people better yeah mm, that's a great lesson that, that applies around the world right the calendars and the assumption that that we meet we're going to talk about the, the talent market and your journey there, which I'm very, very excited about. Talk to me why you made the decision to move from Australia to Italy and not to Portugal or any other country. Why have you selected Italy? Okay. So when I was 21, I, was, I left my hometown of Perth, Australia, and I moved over to London. And I was in London for 12 years. And... Basically, after I'd been in London about a month, I took a trip to Florence. And I remember just being so awestruck by this beauty, the architecture. And it was very strange because I had this sensation of feeling like I was I was hope. And I have no Italian heritage. I mean, my grandfather was Dutch, my grandmother's Polish, my family on my mother's side are, are Australian. So I didn't have any sort of family connection to Italy and I had this very much it was like a pull in my soul to feel very connected to this country and I remember saying to myself at the time one day I'm going to live here and you know I was 21 at the time and you know I lived in London for for 12 years and during that time in London I, I went back to Italy on holiday various times and fell in love with the country more and more and more in 2012, I moved um, back to Australia and I moved to Sydney, so not my hometown, but Sydney. And I was working in the banking and finance industry where I was working in London for Deutsche Bank, same bank. And I had a great life on paper. I had, you know, an apartment with the Sydney Harbour Bridge View. I had a great social life. I had a very solid job. But there was something missing for me. Like I'd been away from my country of Australia for 13 years and I didn't feel like home anymore. And cliched as it sounds, you know, I, I wanted to find love. I wanted to, to, to have a family and settle down, have kids, all the things. And I was working 12 hours a day at Deutsche and I just got classic burnout. Like I, I was just had it off. And it wasn't until I ended up in um, hospital with severe gastric stomach pains for about a week on a morphine drip. I was like really taking stock of where I was in my life. Where do I want to be? Where do I see myself for the next five years? And I could just imagine that if I did make a change whilst I was single with, you know, no partner and no children, that I would probably end up never making that move. So it was funny. The idea of Italy was quite random because, like I said, I've always loved uh, Italy. And I remember being out for a dinner one night in Sydney at an Italian restaurant with my girlfriend and we were complaining about the Sydney dating scene, which is just ruthless. And I remember saying, I'm going to move to Italy. And it just kind of flew out of my mouth without even, like, it was like it was already, like, it planned in my mind. And then I was, like, entertaining the idea of going, we can actually do this because I have UK citizenship and... From a visa perspective, it wasn't probably before Brexit, it was very easy for me to enter into the EU. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So the next day I signed up for Italian lessons um, at an Italian school in Sydney. I gave myself 12 months to move to Italy. And that's exactly what I did. I kind of sold everything, quit my job, 
and moved over to Italy in December 2014 with four suitcases. And my friends and family said I was absolutely crazy to leave a secure career in banking, earning six figures to go to a country where I didn't speak the language that was going to a severe economic crisis. So let's paint the picture, right? Paint the picture over there. Now, like, let's connect the dots. Where and when real estate came into your life when you were in Italy? How that? How did you need real estate? Your came to fruition. Well, I worked in real estate as my very first job in Australia. I worked as a property manager, and, and I absolutely hated it. Property management was not for me. It was very stressful. But I've always had a passion. Why are you talking about property management? <laughs> like toilets and tenants. Oh, property management is unforgiving. Unforgiving. I can't. I, I think I left like a day. Yeah. It, no, it, this it, is BS. Are we really talking about that? Come on. Go to go get the flucky, uh, what's called, to unclock, and then we'll be done. <laughs> for why are we talking about this? I'm not real. I've always had a passion for real estate. I love to look at the portals, the, the internet uh, property portals. I love to know what things cost. And I remember when I first got to Italy, I was living in a town called Bolzano, which is the far northeast of the um, Italian border on the borderline Austria. And they just didn't speak Italian there. They spoke German. So not only did I have to learn Italian, I had to learn German. And I remember thinking like during this year of like before I moved to Italy, I kept look, applying for, looking to apply for jobs. I kept seeing this, this thing called Tedesco. And I'm thinking maybe it's a computer program. What I didn't realize that Tedesco is German. They wanted you to know Germans. And I was like, oh my God, so I'm screwed. How am I going to find a job? And I remember like walking around and I went for this appetitivo. And I saw this billboard written in English and I was so excited because it was a billboard for a real estate company, England Volkers, which is a global luxury real estate uh, brand. And they needed someone to speak English. It's like, oh my oh. God, it's got my name on it. So I stepped no, in. Did a spotlight come out like, oh, oh so <laughs> it was just like, thank God, something's written in English. And uh, and not this Tedesco stuff people keep talking about. And uh so I remember when they, my future boss called me and she's become a really good friend, actually. She called me as I was having my afternoon siesta, my uh, afternoon sleep after lunch. And she started talking to me in German. And I was like, oh. and then she started talking to Italian. I was like, and then she started talking to English. And I was, she said, I'm calling to her about your application. I was like, oh my gosh. What a great idea. So I love speaking speak either any of the languages, but they wanted me because because I work English. So I started working in their office in Bolzano. Uh, we had four offices across Alto Adige, and they wanted me to assist with any client inquiries that came in in English and help them through the process. That's how my my start in real estate commenced in Italy many years ago, eight years ago. That's great. So you were really at the helm of helping people that were not in Italy buy real estate in Italy, which is super cool. So talk about, t- tell us a little bit about what some of the learnings you had. So you were obviously thrown into a new culture and obviously a new job. So you were probably learning everything at the same time, but you had the English piece on your side. So that was, that was awesome. What were some of the things that you started to, you know, became kind of top of mind of what you were sharing with these folks in terms of you know, what to avoid, you know, strategies on how to do it. Like what did, what were some of those big learn lessons that you shared with these folks that now are critical to the work you do? 
I think my journey into work that I do more started down in Puglia, where I am now, because real estate in Bolzano, you know, they're very precise. They cross the T's, they dot the I's. And until I came down to the south of Italy, where it's a little bit more relaxed, mm. a bit more um, Wild Westy type kind of feel. And I noticed that a lot of people who I was interacting with had a lot of queries that were all very much the same. How can I find a team that I can trust? How, how can I restore a property? Like, are there any restrictions? Can I um, restore, can I DIY this myself? Do I need to have a lawyer when I'm purchasing a property? Do I just use a notary? What are the closing costs? You know, what's the buying process? Can I pay in cash and close immediately? Um, how long is the closing process? Uh, how much can I negotiate? But these are all the same sort of questions. And obviously, a lot of fears around buying in Italy because you're buying a, a property in a different country. You're putting your your money in, in the hands of someone that, you know, may rip you off. You don't know because estate agents here, and I'm not saying they're all like that, um, they can have a bit of a reputation. So as much as it's very much a dream for people, it also has a bit of a flip side. It can be quite scary. From an investor's perspective, right? If I am somebody that is like, well, yeah, I have an Italian heritage or I have no idea for the Italian culture, but it sounds great. And I would like to have an education or an investment property in, in Italy. Talk a little bit about the market and uh, how you also became an investor. Okay, so... I have been working in both real estate and holiday rentals industry. So that's become, I guess, my niche, niche, as you might say. And people ask me a lot, like, how can I invest in a holiday rental? You know, and they have the same sort of questions and they, you know, where's the best place to invest? What's the cost? What will X, Y, Z amount investment get me? And always have the same kind of answer for to all these questions is if you really want to buy somewhere that's going to great create a ge uh, generate sorry a really great return then Puglia is the place hands down Puglia has gone completely exploded in you know in social media publications around the world as being a fantastic place to invest and we are seeing a constant consistency of growth it has surpassed Tuscany Properties are not staying on the market very, very long. The property prices, because before, properties could stay on the market for months, even years. And let's face it, we don't have the same kind of finesse of home staging and uh, photographs and, you know, presenting properties. It's getting much better. But back when I first started working in the street, the, the properties were very poorly presented. So sometimes we stay on the market for a very long time. Now things are completely changing. Pulliam has become this bus of where to invest. And there still are some really, really great areas where you can you find, you know, properties that are already set up as holiday rentals. So they're already guaranteed to give you an X amount of return. We can help you find out, you know, what the the back end rental history was. And then also, if you haven't buying a property that isn't already holiday rental, we can find something that meets that criteria that's going to give you what you want. You mentioned population growth, right? What, why are or what 
or the other criteria that is making this market very popular? I think social media has become a huge part to play in the growth of Pulia. So when I first heard about Pulia was 2014, when my Italian teacher in Sydney said that she was from Pulia and everyone in the class was like, where's that? We didn't know where it was. And then it wasn't until I came down here and then you see, you know, that we're in the land of the influencers now. Instagram is huge. Architects have now got these massive followings on social media. They're doing documentaries, documenting, you know, the, the projects they're doing. The towns in Puglia are so Instagrammable. It's becoming, you see, viral reels all the time. And I did actually uh, post something the other day on my um, personal profile. It's like, it's so surreal to see these viral reels of an area that you actually live in. It's like, wow, I live in an area where a lot of people want to come either visit or invest and it's quite a, a lovely feeling so that has you know social media and the investing of big companies like Louis Vuitton in into into Puglia um the four seasons big come big global brands are investing into Puglia and it is creating such a huge ripple effect of interest it is it is but why are they investing there I think that from from of course we we taking consideration social media and everything, but from an investment perspective, I'm curious to understand why are those companies investing there? Why is it is it geographic area? There is a development happening there in terms of companies coming coming around? It's not really um development as of companies, it's more lifestyle. When people come to Puglia, it's like no other place in Italy in Italy at all. The architecture is so unique. We have different types of properties that you can't find anywhere else in the country. The climate is absolutely fantastic. The food is absolutely fantastic. We have stunning coastline on both sides. I mean, they, they call the side, the Ionian side, the Italian Maldives. So people come here and they're like, oh my God, wow, this is incredible. And Puglia has been a very um, popular tourist spot for a very long time. And it wasn't until the pandemic started was when people were like, right, I need a bolt hole. I need somewhere to get away that I can escape my life and, you know, come and holiday once a year, generate an income. And that's really when Paulia started to really, really take off. And people were buying properties sight unseen. Wow. That's and that's really when the market just started to go completely crazy. Because the lifestyle this place offers is just so fantastic. And then we, you know, the buzzword of Blood Vita, it may seem like a cliche, but that is really how a lot of people live down here. It's a very relaxed, beautiful climate, all the things, like I said before, and it's become really attractive for investors. Yeah, we, and we've seen that in markets in the United States, right, in terms of what their growth was prior to COVID and then during COVID, right, where they where, where they could drive to and really, you know, live there because they weren't bound by, you know, the things we used to be bound by. And that makes a lot of sense. I think it's something to be mindful of, like, where are the eyeballs, right? Where's the tourism opportunities? Uh, we often look at, you know, hard numbers as investors and, and, and the tourism piece, especially for a vacation rental, is enormous, right, in what's, what's happening there. So those are really good points. What had been, I'm really curious about the pitfalls, like, you know, even just putting in your money into an account and, and how nervous 
you know, nerve wracking that can be in terms of, like you said, some people can actually just steal your money. So tell us a little about the top pitfalls that, you know, investors that are looking at, at Italy can be mindful of and make sure they guardrail themselves to make sure that doesn't happen to them. I always say that um, the best way to secure your investment is to make sure that, you know, when you're closing your, your property, the property is sitting in an escrow account of a notary. So it's in a very, very safe, you know, it's a public official's, you know, escrow account. And the property deed, the title would actually be changed, tra- transferred over until the title is completely clean. So free of any mortgages, debts. That's one thing. The biggest thing people come across is buying a house, which what we call a casa abusiva, which it means an illegal property. And what does that mean? It's very hard to find a property here that the Italians haven't modified yes. some way. Hmm. What do I mean by that? Adding in an extension, putting in a pool. Well, for sure. I don't know if land is still standing. Honestly, I have no idea how that how that house in, in Brazil, my grandparents were Italian, how that house still was standing. All the Italians that moved there had extensions in their houses, and I have no idea how the yeah. hell they do that because he is not he was not in construction. Oh yeah, and you know the little the small tiny minute detail of getting planning permission for said works. A lot of the time, it's like no. Nah. Let's just leave it, you know. So when the time comes to sell the property, unless you have someone who knows what they're doing helping you, you can end up buying a property that is completely full of problems. Mm. And then you, you're you taking the responsibility of that problem. So it's really important to understand. Like I can see now because I see it all the time. For, I'll give you a prime example, a veranda. So a veranda, but like you have like a villa and you have this, Massive, beautiful veranda, and they can close that veranda with glass. Why? Because they want to create extra living space. Mm-hmm. Totally loud. Unless you get prior planning permission beforehand. So a lot of the times, these things have to be knocked down. And if you're wanting to buy a house and get a mortgage, the bank will go and check the property and see all the things that are illegal about this property, and they won't give you the mortgage. So it's really important to understand first to advise the agent that you worked with. I have to get a mortgage. Please let me know if this property is clean uh, of any kind of building, you know, problems. If there is a problem, can it be fixed prior to closing? Because sometimes the bank will go, okay, um, if if the owner is willing to modify what was done, um, and then the, the plans are clean, matching what's in that uh, in the in the local communes so the, the the town hall. They will pass it through. What I was going to ask too is, you know, in investing, and, and as I think about like properties we look for, it's like sometimes the more issues they have, the better deal you can get, right? So there's there's hair on it, if you will, right? We don't want the perfect retail property as investors. We want something that you know other people couldn't figure out, and we can figure out, right? So as you're talking, I'm thinking. The building issues, you know, although you don't, you know, want a tremendous amount, are the ones that, you know, if I'm just Mary and, you know, whomever, and I'm coming, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go wait. I don't, I don't want to deal with that. But as an investor, I'm like, huh, I'll deal with that. Yeah, I'll take that on. So if I do have the building issues, and and is there amount of building issues that are like, you know, kind of recommended, if you will, like I don't know, half the house or a quarter of the house, or just like one extension is the issue, like. I'm, I'm thinking like we're gonna we're in a market that's creativity, especially if you're saying 
the um, the town is as popular as it is, right? So that also then t- t- tells me there's a lot of competition. And then that means the prices are getting driven up. So then that says, okay, if I'm going to get into Italy, because I have my investor hat on right now, I got to think about creativity and the problem problems, the problem properties, excuse me. So then, all right, good, building issues. I want those, but how much do I want? So can you walk us through that? Because I know the women listening are probably thinking what I'm thinking, because it's like, I don't want like a perfectly buttoned up property, right? I want the ones that these other people on Instagram don't want, right? So so what would be the suggestions there or just some kind of tips around that? I have two, actually. So the first, talk about the building issues. If the property needs structural work done to it, and it hasn't been like you'd have to knock half of it down before it's acceptable. That's one thing. If you're looking to buy a house, and this happens a lot here as well, if you're looking to buy a house to rent this out and generate an income, and a lot of the properties have something called a depositor, just like a garage, right? And so they make these. Gar- you're saying a, 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 a garage, you're saying? A garage, yeah, sorry. Gotcha. A garage. By, uh, just want to make sure we're saying the same thing. Okay. <laughs> garage, sorry. I'm my Irish suit. My, my, my Portuguese, my number suit. <laughs> so we have this garage that are made into bedrooms. However, if you want to Airbnb this, you need to make sure that these, this living space is actually able to be habitable living space. Otherwise, they won't pass it through. So you end up buying this three-bedroom house, there's actually one-bedroom house with two bedrooms in the garage. So that's, that's something you need to be really, really careful of. I want to touch on something that, because I love a diamond in the rust. Like this is something that when I think about real estate investing, I want to go where other people don't want to go. I want to, you know, look beyond what people are doing. Like everyone's happening in this part of Pulley where I am right now. And I have been following the Lower South. This is a great tip for women who want to invest and get an absolute bargain, long gain. This is a long gain investment. I've been following the Lower South for three years. And it's natural progression where what's happening up here is becoming so expensive. People are going to start going further south. And look, the towns are more quiet. It's a little bit like the Wild West. But the beaches are phenomenal and the properties are off the Richter scale beautiful. You've got these old antique houses like in the center with these mm-hmm. garden courtyards, God. old vintage um, tiles, multi-level, split-level roof terraces that are very close to the beach and for like a third or even a quarter of the price of the properties up here. How and- far though? How far? By car. Well, for South Lake, so further south than Legend, so basically an hour and a half from an airport. Okay. I'll get close to the beach and you're close to some really beautiful coastal towns. And the architects, the smart architects who I've been solid for quite some time, are buying these properties at nothing, making them absolutely insanely beautiful and building in, in these, these split level roof terraces these kind of plunge pools and making them really rustic, minimal, and then selling them off for like, you know, a huge profit. So ladies, if you're listening, look up Google Loa Solento, because this is really where you're going to find some absolutely insane bargains. So I was uh, looking the other day, as I said, I'm a total real estate nerd with the, with the portal, and I was finding properties between 50 and 100,000 that have got all these stunning features close to the beach, and I'm like, Wow, this is just 
yeah, the mind is just like boggling with ideas. Yeah. No, you're just speaking my love language, right? And start talking about the character of the property. That- I know, Jess and I want to go there next week, right? Well, I'm- <laughs> While you're talking, I'm like going, I'm going on uh, on uh, on uh, Expedia, and I'm like, where? When am I can I fly there? Where do we we are traveling to Florida to find a property for our a large luxury property for our short term rental? And in my head, I was like, same with me. We might go to Italy. I'm like that. Because it sounds more exciting to go there, and uh, I'm just gonna give uh, an excuse at least to go there and check the market. It's gonna be a business expensive list. Just of course, I, I think what you're saying though, Nikki, is something just to put it put 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 out there, make sure everyone's really hearing and listening. You said something really powerful, and you said, "Okay, where is the hot market?" and then. People are going to get outpriced in that hot market. And that is happening. That's a that's a global tip. That's not just an Italy tip. Uh, that's an everywhere tip. Think of Austin, right? You know, Austin's a very popular hot market in Texas. So do I want to invest in Austin? I don't know the market. I can't say yes or no. But what I know of hot markets is I'm like, what would be happening around Austin? What's about an hour and a half from Austin? And that's another area that Andres and I have looked at from a vacation rental perspective. It's literally an hour and a half outside of her two hours outside of Austin. So your tip is so well taken. Literally, ladies, Google the hottest markets in the world and then say, okay, I'm not going to invest there. What's an hour and a half radius of those cities? And then you start to look at, um, you know, movement happening there. Obviously, you don't want to be first in line. You never want to be the first. Architects are going there. It's not the time to be the pioneers, ladies. You're not the pioneers. I'm not a big fan of being a pioneers, right? You can't control a market. You can participate in one. Unless you have a billion dollars, then yeah, be a pioneer. But you're not. You know, you're not a billionaire probably listening to this podcast. No offense. So you want to be part of the, the, the movement and kind of on the cusp of the movement, not leading the movement. The movement's already happening, but it's you want to get in in the early side. And I just, I love that recommendation that it's happening in Italy because it reminds us all that it happens everywhere it's a it's a tip for everywhere so i just want to make a mention of that nikki i um i love this conversation i want to continue the conversation <laughs> i just said i are pumped i think women uh the biggest thing is fear and so if you you know just i want to ask you this before we wrap how do how do women kind of and, and everyone listening to this men too our, our our allies and the men that are on this journey with us how do they move beyond the fear because there are probably some amazing opportunities right now in another country, especially Italy, that they could be really investing in. How did, what are one or two steps? I mean, you obviously packed your bags and got to Italy after after moving with your, your, your you know, where you were. What would be some tips that you have for them, especially in wanting to invest in Italy, that they would kind of decrease that fear, right? Decrease that feeling scared. So any any tips to share as we uh, as we wrap things up? I think the biggest fear is not taking action. So you're on Pinterest, you're making these vision boards you're watching you're binge watching house hunters international you're watching under the tuscan sun or you're 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 trying to embrace a bit of la dolce vita and you're on this edge of oh gosh i really want to do this but i don't know how to start but i think the fear of not taking the action is probably the biggest thing to be scared of because what's the worst that can happen right now we are living in a in an environment where you can Google people that can help you, that have a track record that can help you, that can help you in your own language. So that have done it before. There are communities, there are expat groups, there are you know so many things on social media to, to assist. 
I've always been a very much action taker. And I also very much understand and empathize with people who do get a bit paralyzed by fear. But I feel like if you really want something bad enough, you make it happen. Yeah. Great, great advice. Mickey, this has been great. Where can the ladies listening learn more about you? Um, I have a Instagram page that followers can um, follow me on, which is my handle is La Dolce Vita Lifestyle Magazine. Or what my personal profile is Nikki Taylor's underscore little Tonita. But the, the magazine Instagram is really fun because we share a real 360 degree insight into Italy, not just real estate, but lifestyle, culture, food. It's, um, yeah, it's quite a fun page to follow. Love it. Thank you so much. All this information you guys can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, Nikki, is what is the most transformational book you ever read? I'm going to be completely honest, right? That's what we you and Andrasa. Exactly. I've got two small kids and I'm a single mom with two small kids. So my time to read has not been very, very abundant lately, but I have just finished an incredible book. It was actually written by a friend of mine in Australia. It's called Seconds, Please. Finding, basically finding yourself in line after divorce. Mm. And I remember staying at home, you know, and just, I couldn't stop reading this book. And, you know, as a, a single mom that's exhausted, a lot of the time I read a page and I'm, a, I'm asleep, you know. This book had me hooked. And I think as women, we can get so lost in our partners, in our marriages. Um, we lose our identities. But if we, you know, we become mothers and we forget who we are this book literally like the words were jumping out to me so it's nothing to do with like real estate but it's to do with a very personal journey that i'm experiencing right now oh all the ladies that are like oh no no no! tell me again about this book because i'm gonna take notes we are hearing a lot about women's experiences after divorce and they are really now stepping to their financial uh control for, for per se as their in real estate is one of them. So you're, this is going to be great. And ladies, we're going to put the, uh, the title of the book and more specifics about the book on our show notes. The second question is, what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life, whatever balance means to you? I'm a real believer that money is energy. So I need to be a really great energetic match to work with people. If I'm off because I'm not balanced in my life, then I'm going to be in a funk and no one's going to want to come within three feet of me. So I really believe in trying to meditate. I've practiced a lot of affirmations. I really believe in gratitude and abundance. And I just started exercising again after, you know, you know, like when you go into like the state of a separation, you become this completely like super hot, super fit, super balanced. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm running through this process right now, but it's changed everything for me. Like I wake up, got the, you know, my meditation, my exercise, and then I start my day feeling really, really great. And that attracts people to want to work with me. So it's kind of like a, a cycle like that. Love it. Last question, Nikki. Which woman, famous or not, and inspire you the most? Single mums. Yeah. Single mums who are really 
putting themselves out there who are trying to be the best that they can for their kids to try to get their own independent financial independence and to also be that balance between a mother and a, a career woman and a friend and whatever they want to be. So I, I salute, I, I've never understood how hard it could be to be a mother as one being a single mother, but single mothers out there, I totally salute you. You are the unsung heroes of the world, really. And, but women that are, you know, becoming, stepping into themselves, as you said, you know, you might leave a relationship and you're becoming financially free. That satisfaction of standing on your own to see and providing for your family, there is no better feeling. And I'm experiencing that right now. So yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. From, from a single mom to another single mom. And I know that. The ladies that are, are are listening here, the single moms are feeling the same. So thank you, thank you for that, Nikki. Thank you for sharing all your knowledge. You sparked a lot of interest for for Liz and I in the Italian market. I think our our connections are just starting. Yes, so so much for for being on our show. Thank you so much, Nikki. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.